Hi everyone, it's Shakti Durga, and welcome to this episode of the Soul Talk podcast. Each episode is going to feature some of the highlights from live trainings, retreats, online classes, and presentations that I've done around the world. If you find value in it, please text the link to the podcast to a friend or share it with your networks. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Namaste. I'm reminded of a quote from the Bhagavad Gita where Krishna says, however you wish to relate to the divine, the divine will relate to you. So people on spiritual paths all over the world have so many different ways that they relate to the divine, but it's a case of how do you relate to the divine? And that's more important than anything else. But I must say that over time, my relationship with the divine, the way I relate to the divine, the what goes on in my mind as I think about relating to the divine has changed. I don't know about you. Um, does anybody else have a similar um, a, a similar thing where it's just not the same for your whole life? You know, our consciousness changes, our consciousness evolves, and and so it is that our conception of the divine ought to evolve as well because we're on a path of consciousness. When I was a kid growing up as a Roman Catholic, my envisagement of the divine was a man dressed in white sitting in a cloud. And that was how he was always, God was always depicted as a man dressed in white sitting in a cloud in all the books about religion and and divinity and so forth. I don't know if anybody else had that experience as well when they were little, Um, but God was corporeal like us, that we were made in the image of God. God looked like a man in a white thing. So um, I never found it particularly satisfying because um, I wasn't a man and also um, because he seemed pretty angry and I just wondered why it was that God would be angry. But be that as it may, my journeys have been here here and there, far and wide, getting back to the Bhagavad Gita, which has been one of the books that's really changed my understanding of the spiritual path and the divine life is that however you perceive the divine, however you relate to the divine, that's how the divine will relate to you. And so that's why within uh, our organization, within the spiritual path with Shakti Durga, there'll always be a smorgasbord. There'll always be try this, try this, try this, because with each thing you try, you'll be knocking some of the edges off your conceptions, which are only beliefs. And you see, beliefs are not God. Beliefs are beliefs. So our beliefs about God are not God. And so that's one of the existential problems of being human is that our beliefs are not, you know, our beliefs about a person aren't the person. Our beliefs about God aren't God. And yet the only thing most people know about consciousness is how to think. And if it's not able to be thought, they can't have any experience of it because they're locked within a relatively um, inflexible instrument of cognition, which is the human mind. And the ancient seers, both in the Uh, Judaic system, which underpins all of the Abrahamic faiths, be it Christianity or Islam, as well as the uh, faiths of the East, which stem back to the Vedic teachings, all of them say that our soul 
is the ultimate instrument of cognition and that the soul creates a mind to give us an opportunity to have a body here on earth and the mind's job in connection with our ego is to make sure that we don't run out on roads when cars are coming and that we're able to figure things out. And so it is an instrument of cognition. It's a very important instrument. I am all for any form of education that helps us with our minds. However, I feel that to stop there in our quest for consciousness is going to shoot ourselves in the foot. And that's why within our mystery school, I'm always urging people to meditate, to learn the healing arts, to be able to utilize ways to develop the intuitive side of our consciousness that is not limited to the normal rational thinking mind that is the fashion now in consciousness in the age that we live in. And as I said before, I'm very, very, very happy that I've had five years of university education and a career before becoming a spiritual teacher that made me use my rational mind to a high degree. And it stood me in good stead as a spiritual aspirant. But if I stopped there, uh, it would have um, been a, a great impediment. And so how does one go beyond the mind? And that's the $64 million question. We can try. We can actually learn things, as I've said. We can learn to meditate. We can learn the healing arts. We can learn to become intuitive readers or mediums or something like that where you're really forced into the intuitive faculty. Uh, But at the end of the day, the truest and most profound growth comes when we go through something that the ego does not particularly like, which is surrender, (laughs) the S word. And when that happens, the divine steps in. So when we hold on to our positions, when we hold on to being right, um, being, you know, the one who's the most superior in anything that we're doing, when we hold on to the old attitudes, when we will not contemplate uh, things that are going on around us that are subtle, then what happens is that we start to atrophy and we might think that we're growing spiritually, but we're really just atrophying because we're not prepared to look at ourselves. We'll talk about anything else, but we won't talk about ourselves. We'll talk about anything that anyone else is doing or anything happening out in the world, but we won't look at or talk about ourselves. So I I feel like that can be a pothole in the path. When it comes to Shivaratri, we have an exquisite uh, ability to allow the divine in. It's a time when I believe uh, the gates to heaven are wider open than at any other time of the year. And just like in Sawin, which we'll be looking at in our Life Beyond Form program, which is coming up in April, April, May, uh, Sawin is where the the gates between worlds are open and one can perceive ancestors, one can perceive those who've departed the physical world uh, very easily. It's called the Feast of All Saints in the Northern Hemisphere. It's in um, the, the 31st of October, but in the Southern Hemisphere, it's in May, and that's where I live. And so Sawin for us is is this end of the year. But Shivaratri is a different kind of opening because openings occur into all different realms in the spiritual world. And the Shivaratri opening is into the world of higher consciousness. And if we can borrow 
the iconography of Shiva, even if it's not your home base for how you perceive the divine, doesn't matter because the divine doesn't have a shape, doesn't have a form. So we're just borrowing uh, some some looks and feels and symbols of Shiva to access that which is formless. During the Shivaratri period, you have the opportunity for the divine to intervene and do a little bit of uncoupling of the way your energy and consciousness have married each other because they create your world as you understand it. That creates the foundation for all of your relationships that you have. It creates pretty much everything. And so during Shivaratri, there's a great capacity for uncoupling and then you remarry your consciousness at a more enlightened place in in energy, vibration and consciousness. So that means that the Shakti and the Shiva just go like that for a moment, then they go back together again and in that coming together, uh, stuff happens. So I'm not sure if any of you have felt uh, that you have been um, processing over the last little while. I've, I've personally spoken to a number who are and that processing can take myriad forms. Processing means that something around your inner being is preparing to let go, that that something that you've held as an attitudinal foundation, as an energetic foundation of who you thought you were, which is only illusory actually, something's ready to let go to allow you to understand a greater sense of self than you have up until now. And that's the process we're going through. And as that occurs, uncomfortable feelings can arise. The mind can be in spirals of negativity that you haven't seen for some time. It's like an old pattern can resurface. doesn't mean you're going backwards. It actually means that you're just getting ready for a, 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 a lift and shift and that you're going to let that go. Some people get physical things going on with them and they can have back pain or uh, nausea even. There can be physical symptoms flare up in your body that can create a letting go, a different sort of letting go of old structures. So the structures in our physical lives, we know that we have to let them go sometimes. I always liken it to if you're renovating a bathroom, you have to let go of the old structures before the wonderful new ones come in and take their place. And so it is that the structures um, of our inner landscape, of our consciousness itself, even of our mind, every now and again, it's very healthy to let them go and to ask the divine to intervene and put our consciousness on a higher footing. Of course, Letting go of your consciousness is not as easy as it might sound. I mean, it doesn't really sound easy, but it's not easy. And that's where prayer and request, building a relationship with the divine as you perceive it, is important because you have to pull it in. It's a sense of you pull in the divine help by asking for it. The divine uh, treats us with respect in which we have free will And that free will is utilized over successive incarnations to give us the opportunity to explore self, other, creation, relativity, uh, separateness, and then the joy and profoundness of unity. 
has very deep meaning for us if we've experienced separateness before that. Whereas if you've never experienced separateness, you don't actually know what bounty and beauty unity really is. So all of this is some vast type of education. It's a forum that we're in and Shivaratri is one of the apex times of the year for transformation. Lord Shiva is called the god of destruction or dissolving. He's really more of a destructor really. Destructor Dan is our Shiva and basically um, he lets he, he helps us let go of all the thought forms and beliefs that they're just too small now. And I've found that in the expansion of consciousness that I've witnessed in myself and others over this past 25 years, that the, the, the shifts in consciousness can be subtle and they can be quite in your face um, and, and both are valid. Some of the ones that are more in your face mean your whole world will change, whereas the ones that are more subtle means it's like everything out there looks the same, but you know you're different internally. You know that you are conceptualizing things in a way that you haven't before. You just know that something shifted. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Soul Talk. I hope the podcast has served you in creating a happier and more abundant life. If you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to connect with me, head over to shaktidurga.com. Bye.